Welcome to Sales Tech Stars Sales Star Podcast. This is where we feature news, tips and insights on B2B sales. Happy to have you here. Jason Webby, Vice President of the Eastern Region at Future, a global specialist multimedia platform, is here as a guest to share a few thoughts on trending marketing and sales tricks that are taking over the overall theme in B2B technology today. Jason, it's really good to have you here and you know we appreciate the time that you've taken to spend with us. We're all having busy days at work and it's a, it's, it's a busy time for everyone. But before we really dive into the theme of today's conversation, we'd love to hear about you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, some of your biggest moments from your journey so far. I'm sure there are several, especially since you know, you've been in sales or marketing or related revenue roles for a while now. And we'd also love to hear about your current role and future as well, the company. Hi, Paroma. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here and I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to this opportunity. And sure, I'd be happy to talk about myself a bit. As you said, I'm Vice President of North America East here at Future. And I've been in the publishing slash advertising media world for the past 25 years. My career started way back in the dinosaur days before the internet where print was king and was the be all end all of, uh, of at least a lot of the advertising that we were working on. And I worked at a company called Ziff Davis that was a publishing empire for technology magazines. I spent the first 10 years or so of my career there. And from there, I moved on to the Economist Group, where I wound up being the vice president of advertising for North America, overseeing, for the first time, print and digital coming together. And that was an interesting time in the media landscape when brands like the Economist that had been you know, in the print world for over 165 years and then had to grapple with this new digital reality. So I was tapped with the go-to-market strategy for that brand and wound up spending, again, almost 10 years at The Economist where we had some pretty lofty ambitions uh, there, where we were a distant number four in a, in a four-title race between the other large business publications. And by the time we finished, we were far and away number one in terms of market share and ad pages, which was a fun thing to embark on uh, for a brand that, that was not very well known in the, in the U.S. and North American markets uh, and to build on that and have success uh, like that was really cool. After my time at The Economist, The Economist was a cool opportunity in that it got me uh, a lot of exposure on a global scale. So I started running the global team there and started traveling all over the world to our offices and meeting with clients everywhere. And I got a real taste for that. And so I wound up, uh, after my time at The Economist, I joined NBC Universal as the Senior Vice President of Sales for CNBC. And that was for all international markets outside the U.S., and that role was really exciting because it gave me and my family the opportunity to move to London. And uh, my daughters were four and seven at the time. So that wound up being a really good opportunity for us to go give international living a try. And that was cool. Uh, so for the first time, I was living in a foreign market and conducting business in all foreign markets. And so I did that for about a three-year run. And um, my wife and I determined that you know, we, we either were going to stay forever or it was time to go back to the U.S. So we made the tough decision to come back home. And at that point in my career, uh, programmatic was just starting to rear its head. Um, and I very quickly decided that if I didn't get involved in the programmatic landscape, it was going to leave me behind. 
So I did a lot of research and I wound up joining what was kind of the 900 pound gorilla at the time, Zaxis, which was Group M's uh, powerhouse of a programmatic media company. So I wound up running the U.S. sales team for Zaxis when I moved back to New York. And uh, over about a two and a half year period, I got a crash course in the programmatic landscape and got a, a really good appreciation for how that was at a very, very transformative level, changing everything that we do, did or everything we thought was possible from an advertising standpoint. A startup and uh, did my took my hand at, at joining a third party data company because one of the things that Zach, my time at Zaxis opened my eyes to was just how important and powerful data can be. So I joined a startup um, that basically had taken four different data companies and merged them together and had a go-to-market strategy that they wanted me to execute upon uh, as a chief revenue officer and, uh, and triple revenue in a few years' time. That company was called V12. So after that, I wound up looking for my next challenge. And this opportunity at Future came about where uh, Future is probably one of the largest publishing companies that a lot of people haven't heard of. And that's because they had made the decision years ago to really not focus on future so much as a brand, but more on marketing the brands underneath the portfolio umbrella. So many of the brands that most people know, like Tech Radar, Tom's Guide, Games Radar, Guitar World, a lot of different titles under our hood. We have over 160 brands, but we're really a massive publisher, more akin to the likes of a Meredith or a Condé Nast or a Hearst. And we're starting to talk about ourselves more and more in that in that way. So this became a really attractive opportunity for me to get back into uh, on the publishing side of the house and really take a, a company that has a number of really, really powerful properties and, uh, and a company that has very ambitious growth targets and wants to move into new verticals and acquire new properties. So I've been here uh, since June of this past year, um, and it's been a really exciting time. Absolutely. And I think this entire journey is also very relevant to today's conversation because, you know, um, you've, you've seen trends shift, you've seen the shift, you've seen the transition from print to digital. And a lot of learnings have come over the last year, especially when it comes to optimizing online experiences and the whole digital journey. So, you know, let's dive into the next question that we'd like to talk about. So, you know, we all know how 2020 has been a year of struggle for some segments. It's been a year of experimentation for some others. But, you know, I think marketing and sales teams on the whole have had a lot of opportunity to do things differently during this time if they've had the right technologies in place, if they've had the right teams and the right plans all aligned. And the problem here is that you know, when you look at the tech marketplace, you have a large millennial population and they are they are oftentimes very comfortable with the whole idea of digital marketing, marketing technologies, experimenting with sales tools and, you know, basically getting their brand's voice in front of the right customer using the right tactics. But then you also have the slightly larger teams who might have might not always have the millennial population making decisions or driving core strategies, especially the, the enterprise teams or the global teams. So this is where there is still a slight disconnect when it comes to creating that balanced and, uh, you know, very comprehensive and well-connected online experience for customers while also, you know, enhancing the employee experience. But that, let's put that to the corner at the moment. So what are some of your interesting observations over the last year? So, you know, you did 
share a little bit about the trends you've seen over your journey over the years. But 2020-2021 has been challenging and it's been very different for customer experience initiatives. It's been different for leaders. They've had to focus on things they might not have thought about or had to think about before this. So what are some of your key observations during this time for the tech marketplace? Even for programmatic ads and digital media, how have you seen media buying trends change? Sure. Well, I can talk about, um, you know, even just my experience um, having just joined a company right in the middle of the pandemic. You know, I, I joined in June of last year and I haven't physically been in the same room with anyone at my company yet. So that is something I never thought would happen. So everything that, that I've experienced at Future thus far has been virtual in front of my laptop in my home. And I have to say that as a company, you're right. There are, you know, there are many people such as millennials where maybe that sort of existence or way of working is, is second nature and, and for others, maybe not so much. But one of the things that, that I found is, is that at least for us at Future, the entire company has embraced and, and really been able to thrive in this kind of virtual work at home uh, environment. Um, we actually, uh, we're on a, a different fiscal year than, than a lot of US companies because we're a UK based organization. And we just posted record earnings um, across the board uh, for our company. And that was all during the pandemic. Our growth rate has skyrocketed. Um, and it's continuing to do so into our next fiscal year, too. We're, we're just about to finish our first half uh, well ahead of our revenue targets as well. And all of that is with everyone working virtually uh, at home. And I think that there are a few things that that we've certainly embraced and that I think a lot of our clients have had to as well. And I think that comes down to, for me, I think one of the most important things is over-communicating with your teams and or with your, with your customers. We have a lot of meetings every day. I think, you know, with the virtual world, when you no longer have travel time between meetings being uh, something that's, that's necessary, almost every 15 minutes of every hour, it seems to, to be accounted for in some way, shape or form. And usually that's, for us, that means that it's your face on a camera with a bunch of your colleagues on the screen. And I think that the fact that everyone's in that same boat, there's a way that it just really does work. I think we're all incredibly busy at this time. And I think the same thing, uh, you know, is true of our client and agency partners that we all work with. They've all had to have a fundamental shift in the way that they work, but, you know, they no longer have, you know, folks from, from our side calling on them and coming into their office to come see them. It's, can we pop up for 15 minutes or half hour on your screen? And it works. So it's it's a definitely a sea change for, for everybody. But I think it's one that we've all proven that the model, that it can work and that I don't think what's happening right now will ever completely replace in-person communication. And I certainly hope that it doesn't because I, I really miss getting on a plane and going and seeing my customers face to face. But I do think that this is going to be uh, a fundamental shift in the way things are, are done at, or what work means on a day-to-day -day basis moving forward. Absolutely. So obviously, you know, it's been different for any sales and marketing team. You know, they've had to adapt. They, like you said, that you miss sitting on a flight and just going and meeting a customer. A lot of a lot of marketers and salespeople probably miss those networking events, especially B2B events. That was one of the major things that salespeople or sales leaders in general look forward to, that marketing leaders look forward to, to, you know, generate massive amounts of leads. And they suddenly had to shift to a complete virtual model. So I'm pretty sure while half of us 
are still wanting to remove work to continue because it's comfortable in its own way. The other half are probably looking back to a more pre-pandemic experience and returning to the pre-pandemic environment. But before that, how do you feel all of this is going to change the future of B2B marketing and sales in general? What are some fundamentals that have already been set in place according to you that are going to remain for the long term? And how do you think that marketing and sales teams are still going to have to adapt? And what exactly do you feel? What are your predictions for the future of this space? Well, for B2B, I think that there's two key fundamentals that the pandemic has only made even more fundamental. The first one is that the content that you produce as a B2B publisher or media company, it has to be as relevant and valuable as possible for the audiences you're trying to reach. As I was saying before, everybody's calendar is jam-packed. And if you're sitting in front of the camera all day long or on calls and meetings all day, you're constantly bombarded and your time is at a premium. If the content that you're putting out is not a must-read for people in a B2B or a vertical channel, they're simply not going to read it. And in, you know, they won't react. And any sort of program targeted at those individuals will not perform. So number one, you have to make sure your content is as on point as it possibly can be. And then number two, your first party data that you must collate and, uh, and aggregate in a, in a privacy compliant way has got to be incredibly accurate as well. If you don't have a strong first party data collection, I should say, or technologies in place or, or a path to collection in place in ways that readers are okay with and uh, are happy to agree to and be contacted by, you know, third party cookies are going to go away and uh, you're not going to be able to produce or create or offer lead generation programs for your clients that will have any meaning whatsoever if you don't have the right data in place. So for me in the B2B side of the world, if you have both of those things working really well, then a strong sales team should be able to go out and continue to perform and excel. Absolutely. And seeing how seeing how COVID is still, you know, we don't know what the rest of the year holds. The vaccine is available. It's largely being distributed. And uh, but but till everyone actually gets a dose and things really get back to what we saw or thought of as the normal, it's going to take a little bit of time. So you did talk about, you did dive into the necessity of having a good first party data collection system. But besides that, in general for marketing and sales, what are some top marketing technologies and sales technologies that you'd like to talk about that you feel are going to get more importance in the months to come as remote work or you know hybrid work models become more commonplace in tech as companies start to realize that maybe in-person events or meetings should be reduced and you know that there should be better focus on you know balancing the work from home experience without really eating into the personal time of the employees all over the world so especially for globally distributed teams so what are some thoughts here in terms of technologies that you feel teams today need to invest in more well, I think for one, you know, we need to be as efficient as we can. And I think programmatic is going to continue to play an outsized role in efficiently marketing, whether it's B2C or, or B2B. And the more efficient, you know, from our standpoint at Future, we have all of our, you know, 130 plus brands are on the same platform. So our clients can access those audiences in any way they want, whether they want to conduct, you know, give us an, an IO to hit specific websites, or if they want to do a programmatic PMP for an always on connection to test our audiences on, across multiple websites, 
or if they want to give us a programmatic guarantee and we can create programs for them where we curate the right sites, the right audiences for them uh, and create the most efficient package that they can transact on programmatically and optimize such. So I think the more that we're all able as publishers or B2B marketers or B2C marketers for that matter, can look at the efficacy of the advertising efforts we have and be able to optimize them in real time in using data and understanding what's working really well and what isn't working so well so that you can make changes quickly and efficiently is absolutely the way forward. In terms of some of the other technologies that I think are going to change you know, the way we do business, we've pretty much mastered uh, video conferencing now in a way that I think two years ago, not so much. So whether you're on Zoom or Microsoft Teams or Google Meets, All of those work really well to bring us all together. I have no idea if in the near term that that might even evolve into a virtual reality sort of space where we're all strapping oculuses on our heads and sitting in virtual rooms together in that way. Who knows? Maybe that's in our future. But I think we've certainly seen the role that technology is playing in how we work and how we market and how we view successful media campaigns and how we reach out to each other and our clients on a daily basis. Absolutely. I think in all, this was a very interesting conversation, Jason, and we'll definitely have you back soon and uh, probably dive into another relevant topic of the day. But in the meantime, we wish you and the team at Future and the rest of your brands all the very best. Stay safe. We hope everyone gets the vaccine as soon as they can. And if you have some last minute tips, you know, probably tips on collaboration or, you know, staying healthy while working from home, please share them with us before we wrap up for the day. Thank you, Paramana. This has been great. I really appreciate the opportunity uh, to be here and to to meet you virtually, hopefully in person at some point soon. I'm uh, one of the fortunate ones in that in in my state, in Connecticut, I can actually apply for my vaccine shot tomorrow. So I'm really excited about that. And my, my overarching tip to everyone, whilst I'm no doctor, would be please get the vaccine as soon as you can, because I think we'd all like to get back to normal as soon as possible. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jason. And on that note, we wish you have a wonderful day ahead. Thank you. You as well.